this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindu's in focus podcast a recent study by scientists at the indian institute of tropical meteorology ministry of earth sciences pune and center for prototype climate modeling new york university in abu dhabi showed that climate change will likely impact efficiencies of solar and wind energy production that is the very tools we might depend on to combat climate change may be affected by climate change itself in the interim the study came to the conclusion that some parts of india especially the west and northwest where large pools of wind energy farms are currently located may see diminishing wind speeds also solar radiation which aids solar energy output may diminish across almost all of india save for some pockets this means that the industry has to look at increasing efficiencies of wind and solar power technologies for better energy capture fortunately we do have time on hand for the study has looked at data models for the next 50 years if we do not act though our promise to the world of going net zero emissions by 2070 may be under threat to help us with some perspectives on this front we have with us dr parthasarthi mukhopadhyay from the institute who's one of the authors of the study thank you dr mukhopadhyay for joining us today really appreciate you're taking time out for us I understand that your institute along with the Center for Prototype or Climate Modeling New York University in Abu Dhabi analyzed the future wind and solar energy potential over the Indian landmass using climate model ensembles. I was just curious, you know, how exactly did you chance upon this area of research? One, any earlier studies that you yourself your institute had done that led you to this and what exactly did you do during the study? It would be great if you can elaborate on these two points to begin with. Okay yeah that's good actually the, uh, firstly Deepak Gopal Krishnan who is one of the author in the paper he happened to be one of the project scientist in my group and then he got some and, and during his tenure here he was participating in the analysis of this uh, paper and then he got a postdoc and he he moved to Abu Dhabi and then his affiliation became like a center for prototype climate in uh, NYU AD so but uh, i mean basically he has done the work here in iit and uh, now the second question is what you said is how did we get into this actually see we are in the field of uh, weather and uh, i mean wind and solar forecast um, since around 2017 okay so 27 so since 2017 uh, 16 17 we started in a very modest way in generating uh, our weather forecast customized for stakeholders in wind and solar companies it was experimental and so while we we were doing this and we were frequently interacting with these stakeholders so often on we used to get uh, this type of queries from them that what is the likelihood of you know wind energy or solar energy in the coming years or say coming decades and so on so this this question we we frequently face it. and then actually our earlier secretary dr rajivan he once motivated us he once suggested us that why don't you make a study from the available data for a near future analysis you know i mean don't go for 100 year from now where i mean none of us will be present but go for say around say 50 years or around 60 years from now and make a robust study to give some indication whether we are getting some indication about some of these parameters okay, wind and solar so this uh, idea came from that from these two interactions and then we were thinking a lot and recently 
you know, IPCC released the CMIP-6 data. So then we we thought that, okay, that we have already had this CMIP-5 models, and then we got better improved CMIP-6 models. And also we have, actually, in IITM itself, we have a Cordex data hub here, okay? So because Cordex is mostly looking into the regional climate change issues, so we thought, okay, it will be good to use the Cordex, uh, I mean, data set as well. And the third thing is, we all know, the numerical model has its own uncertainty. Okay, no model is perfect. In climate change, also, these imperfections get manifested in various ways. So it is not wise to bank on one single model. So we have to, it is always, you know, scientifically correct to take an ensemble. And so we basically use uh, models, I mean, ensemble of CMA5, then ensemble of CMA6, and also ensemble of Cortex. And then we took a call that among all these three ensemble, where we are getting a consensus. So that we can take it somewhat like a signal rather than noise. So that, that's the whole purpose of this. So um, you mentioned these models, you know, to a layman, you know, to help us understand uh, Cordex SA, CMIP5, CMIP6. These are all, they have data that give you various scenarios for future changes in climate. Is it, is it, is it what they do? Uh, you said, you talked about a data set for each. Can you give me an, a sense of what they have? Okay, so see, these models, they're all <clears throat> like climate change model. I mean, it means what is called coupled model intercomparison project. Okay, that is what stands for SIMI. Okay, same. Couple model means, so see, normally we use numerical weather prediction model, NWP model, to start. So NWP model can be of two types. One is for atmosphere, for to predict the atmospheric circulation, and there is for ocean circulations, okay. Now, because our atmosphere is a coupled system, we cannot differentiate, I mean, separate atmosphere and ocean. So they are all influencing each other. So the most correct way of representing our Earth system is to use a coupled model where a ocean model is also coupled to atmosphere. I mean, they are all talking to each other, okay? So when atmosphere is evolving, it is talking to ocean. So that's what coupled model. So now, and all over the world, and if you see our paper as well, in the supplementary document, if you see, we have given the whole list of model which we have used for all this you know, analysis. And that is what we have used from Codex, what we have used from CIMI-5 and from CIMI-6. What we tried to do, that we tried to at least keep the you know, model from the same center. For example, Canadian Center for Climate Model, okay, they have the couple model also, they have the regional model also. So what we did is we took the couple model also from CIMI-5 and CIMI-6 from Canadian Center and also the regional model. So similarly, like uh, Australian one, CSIRO. CSIRO, they have a regional model for products. They also have a couple model for, you know, generating the future scenario for CIMIC 5 and CIMIC. Similarly for France. You know, when you say the model, you're using the model, it means you're using the data that each model has from earlier experiments. Can you help me get an, a sense of what this data is? One example. Okay, so what they do, first of all, in data, they first run the current, you know, what we normally call historical run. Historical run means the current scenario, okay? I mean, current situations, okay? They run, okay? And by running that, and say they run for 50 years or so, 
and that's what is they call it historical natural so that is the, they are trying to generate the uh, nature the current current situation okay and then they start giving forces okay that is they, so they have very you know standard protocol in running this models that ipcc decides okay how the models will be run and then they give the carbon dioxide uh, forcings and they, they will double the carbon dioxide uh, further they increase and then they give different names rcp4.5 and rcp8.5 and after this forcing after the forcing then the models are run for hundreds of years okay each centers and they generate this you know like our normal weather parameters say for example they generate wind they generate uh, temperature they generate um, uh, rainfall the mean sea level pressure and all all the parameters you know weather parameters uh, climate uh, parameters they generate yeah and so what we i mean when we call data so we use this model generated parameters okay that the model has generated for the next 55 years from each of this model that we first download from or collect from all these websites that's what is known as data yeah okay so in your um, study itself you had indicated and we'll go one by one we'll start with wind we talked about wind and solar uh, you said that wind speeds are estimated to go down in significant parts of india especially where uh, there are already investments in you know wind farms wind energy farms so you know one is uh, how useful is past data in the past again have we been able to use past data to be able to predict what has happened uh, has that has there been reasonable success because if for example if i age and it's a very poor example but at least uh, you know some comparison is like you know my metabolism is supposed to be going down at a certain rate but if i do some things that are right for my body then my metabolism won't go you know deteriorate as much so you know what if something happens in the earth's atmosphere that actually prevents wind speeds from going down as much as predicted have you any chance by any chance been able to build those uncertainties in your model uncertainty being what it is i don't know if you'd be able to build it into a model i was just curious as to how you arrived at this conclusion saying over the next 55 years wind speeds would go down hence wind energy farm efficiencies would go down yeah no no our our analysis see we we have not built this model first of all okay so the, we have no control on this model so we have no way I, either to reduce or enhance the uncertainty or certainty these models are as it is i mean whatever data is there you can also download anybody can download so we are taking the model with its own certainty or uncertainty so we are not going we have we have not changed anything and these model basically they, they have so many components like they have aerosol they have carbon dioxide and uh, chemistry but there are variations you know all models are not same so there are certain so for example resolution of the model itself there are variations okay so those you know minute uh, differences are there inside the model physics or even dynamics or in the vertical levels it is there so what we have we have done is to get rid of all these uncertainties arising from each individual model we are not uh, analyzing one model but we are analyzing whole sets of models so if i take 10 models then the uncertainty of one model gets reduced it is as good as taking one observation by my eye and then to reduce that estimate error in estimations i take 10 observations and then i divide it by 10 so my 
chance of error gets reduced. So the ensemble does that basically. So having said that, so what we basically have seen that if you check the supplementary component of this paper that is there in current science, supplementary C, table C1, okay, if you see. So there, what we have done is we have divided into seven regions, okay, Gangetic Plains, Eastern India, South Eastern India, Southern India, Western India, Northwestern India, and Central India, okay. Now, if you see between the SIMIF 5 and SIMIF 6 table, uh, there are, like in Gangetic Plain, we find there is a decreasing trend, Eastern India decreasing trend, but there are certain pockets, for example, Southeast India, or over some part of Odisha and Andhra, we find there is an increasing trend, and that is kind of consistent with semi-5 and semi-6, but not consistent with the codex. Codex actually did not agree with this, okay? Now, if we come to southern India, there all we find in the all the codex, semi-5 and semi-6, they are all suggesting uh, from the wind perspective that uh, there is no significant trend. It remains neutral, okay? Now, if we come to western India, where we have lots of wind farms and so on, uh, you will see that codex, semi-5 and semi-6. All the three different model ensemble, they all are suggesting a kind of a decreasing trend, okay, for the wind. And similarly, from uh, you know, we find in central India, although there are not many uh, wind farms, we find, uh, but still it is not showing any significant uh, you know change. Increasing uh, or decreasing, the model says in the next 55 years it will be kind of neutral. Okay, so that's so far as the wind is concerned. Okay, so then we move on to solar and the prediction is that radiation would go down. So before we get down to your actual study conclusions, can you help me understand when radiation goes down, it means that the energy efficiency of a solar panel is uh, affected, whereas the heat generated, the, what we humans feel as the effect of climate change, it's hotter. That continues to stay, is it, because of the cloud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. See, there are two things. So that's a good question, actually. I'll tell you, so see what the solar panels, they receive the incoming shortwave radiation from the sun, okay? So they are sensitive to incoming solar radiation and they work on their efficiency, etc. Uh, depends on this incoming solar radiation. Now, what you said, this, the second point is our this feeling of, I mean, warming or global warming, etc., that is a different issue. That's so. If Earth surface becomes hotter, okay, it is anyway a black body. It always radiates in the what is called infrared band, okay. And so, if the temperature, mean temperature of Earth becomes high, then it's in it's long wave, long wave radiation, not the short. Wave. It emits, it starts emitting in the long wave band. Okay, that is the infrared band. Okay, and this infrared, I mean, this long wave radiation, it gets absorbed in the water vapor. So water vapor actually, has, if you see the absorption, I mean, the spectra. Yeah, if you see the spectra, you will see the water vapor absorbs this long wave radiation. Actually, water vapor is the strongest greenhouse element in the atmosphere. So if it is cloudy in a day, we feel less cold. We feel kind of warm. For example, you will not see dew in the winter to form on the grass if the atmosphere is cloudy. So what happens? The cloud traps the long wave radiations. Okay. 
so that uh, so if there is too much of greenhouse gases it will trap this long wave radiation coming out from the surface that will uh, you know add to our discomfort and all this type of warming etc etc so but that is no use for solar solar radiation efficiency so solar what is needed is whether there is any change in the incoming short wave solar radiation reaching to the surface that's what we actually have analyzed so there what it was kind of a surprise to us that all these seven region that we have identified ganges plain eastern india southern southeast india southern india western northwest and so on these three modeling systems they are all in i mean almost consensus except one small part of south, south india in codex all other parts particularly the western india and the northwest india okay these are the two western and northwest uh, there is a lot of you know uh, solar farms which are working uh, what you find is that in in the codex analysis from simbi 5 as well as from simbi 6 in all these three they are suggesting a kind of uh, diminishing reduction of uh, solar that's what we have mentioned even in the abstract 10 to 15 watt per meter square the next 50 years yeah a uh, reduction in the radiation levels that would actually help solar farms capture energy okay yeah so so if the radi- solar radiation reduces then naturally my solar panel receives less you know radiation so its efficiency its production or generation whatever it is that gets affected so that's that's one of the concern that is uh, coming out from the project sir yeah again from a layman's perspective if we look at uh, wind and solar farms and how they have to become more efficient the solution if you know if this uh, study is uh, corroborated by the wider acceptance and actual the trends being seen in real life it may uh, lend itself to a solution where wind farms are uh, moved from where they are right now because their efficiency is less to a place where uh, you know efficiency is more high energy producing winds are available that seems to be one solution but from a solar perspective the whole cover across india may be uh, going through you said except for the you know some south southern point of india some pockets so if the entire region is actually affected then the efficiency of the solar panels has to increase yeah 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 that's what yes correct so as i said this study is kind of arose from the queries industry put on us you know we are now doing a, actually azadi ka amrit mahotsav and you know industry and academic connect i connect program is going on but we we were doing this connection as i said from 2016 and 17 these people kept on asking us please give us some indication so now this paper give us give them some indication so the point is they have their rnd right so they have to keep this in into account that there is a possibility of reduction of solar radiation coming to the reaching to the ground so then we have to make our solar panel more efficient you know which can produce equivalent energy even in a you know somewhat lesser radiation so that's the challenge so so the point is that see climate change is posing many many challenges to our society so our i mean a simple suggestion will be that keep so so far actually the issue of climate change connecting to wind and solar was not specifically brought out we tried to bring it out so that this aspect also can be kept into account at the time of developing it's not happening tomorrow or after okay the time span we have suggested the next 50 years so 
there are so many startups and there are so many intelligent people here. So they can build a system which can, uh, you know, tackle this, this challenge of coming from the climate change. Yeah, that's what the message, yeah. Okay, so you said that the industry actually kindled this study, um, this interest in the study. So one question is, whether they were already seeing diminishing efficiencies. Is that why they wanted research to be done? And that is one part of the question. The second is, do you see technologies? I'm sure they have research and development arms that will you know, uh, dive deeper into this. But um, anything that is giving us confidence that they do have technology that over the next 10 years, efficiencies would increase? So two parts to this question. Yeah, so second part, see, I, I cannot tell you the state of the art of industry as such because we are not, I am not, you know, yeah, I, I am not authorized to comment on industry. Someone from industry can comment, but I feel that definitely they must be on the job, okay? And particularly if they take this paper, they read it. So they will definitely put this into their thought and in the coming years, they may definitely try to assimilate this idea into their program. And the first part, what you asked, that it is not that all the stakeholders, I mean, approached that, but there are, when we shared our data to some, many, many, many of them, occasionally, they used to uh, ask this question, okay? So say, we are finding this year's point somewhat less than last year. So what's going, whether there is, you know, so, so some informal discussion, it was not a very formal discussion, in an informal phone call I used to receive, that is a normal curiosity. I also invest something in a bank or anywhere. I will try to make sure that, you know, it, it gives me good return. So that's a normal human. So the, so, so and in climate change, so the, that must have been a very natural, you know, query from them. So, but we try to put it in a scientific, uh, you know, try to address it in a, through a scientific study. That's what Especially for solar, I noticed, um, you know, in the conclusion of your paper that areas such as Ladakh, Himachal Pradesh, and Uttarakhand uh, were probably better placed uh, to have solar farms for greater efficiency because of the radiation levels available there. Uh, so I was just wondering if these regions actually lend themselves to vast plain terrains that would uh, allow solar farms to be set up. Yeah, I mean, so these are these are some, you know, questions that need to be debated, that needs to be brainstormed in the society, in the industry, everywhere, whether those regions really is accessible and maintainable. Uh, and there are other issues, like whether we can put so many gadgets in the in a clean Himalayan region and so on and so forth. So, so there are many aspects. But what we found is that, yeah, I mean, because see, one of the issues that we, we that is consistent with IPCC, although we have not done any attribution in our paper, okay, but one of the one of the issues is what what IPCC also I think has mentioned in the report that um, the aerosol definitely is going to increase in the coming years, okay, and so if the one of the very established fact, if aerosol increases in an environment, atmosphere, then it enhances the cloud lifetime. This is established. There is no doubt about it. So if the cloud lifetime, you know, increases due in, in the, the changed scenario, then definitely what we are getting, it will be consistent. So this, these are linked. So definitely a region where it is less aerosol loading and less, uh, you know, like uh, these issues. So then definitely that will have lesser effect, I mean, of reduction and so on. So that could be a potential area where people can explore. Yeah. 
So in some, uh, if I have to put it uh, in one sentence, the better we control climate change, the more time we'd have for our existing efficiencies for solar and wind. That seems to be the cyclical. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, that that's going to be a, a very a good, to, I mean, to make our world more sustainable, we need to handle this climate change, you know, very smartly. That's what. Okay, great. I've exhausted my list of questions, sir. Anything else you think you should have uh, dwelled no, on? No, that's fine. <laughs> fine talking to you. Uh, good that people are reading this paper and raising, trying to understand it better. So it is good. And through you only, it will reach to more, more people and so on. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.